This is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Albert Lalonde provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Own Your Retirement with Albert Lalonde. Hello, and welcome back to Own Your Retirement. My name is Albert Lalonde from Kaizen Financial Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 586-752-7008 or visit us online at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. And while at my website, click on the podcast page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You know, when it comes to crafting a financial strategy that sets you on a course to reach the retirement you've worked so hard for, it can be easy to hyper-focus on the big things, you know, income streams, your legacy plan, where you want to live after you're done working. These are all big and important planning elements. However, like with so many other parts of our lives, it's often the little things that make the biggest difference. So reviewing your 401k allocations, changing your beneficiaries as needed, and even reviewing your subscriptions are a small things that can, I guess, add up into a very big deal. Now, on our show today, we're going to shine the spotlight on some of those smaller but no less important planning steps. But before we dig into those details, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who never misses the details, big or small. Hey, Tony. Well, I don't know about that, Albert. I love that introduction, though. Thank you for that. And uh, this is a great topic. I think it's uh, funny uh, what you know sayings and little facts stick with us, because this topic reminds me of a Leonardo da Vinci quote I came across a while back. It, it says, Details make perfection, and perfection is not a detail. So nice. I always like that one. Uh, but thanks for the great introduction. And what do you have first for us, Albert, on this topic? Well, we're going to base uh, the topic off a Kiplinger article, 10 Easily Fixable But Often Overlooked Financial Planning Items, um, that basically has some really great insights that I think lend themselves well to today's conversation. Uh, Its first recommendation is to review the FDIC coverage on your accounts. Remember, over time, cash can really add up, particularly when you're still working and saving. Now, accordingly, you should be certain that the cash you have socked away in your bank account isn't more than the FDIC coverage limit, which is currently $250,000 for an individual account and $500,000 for a joint account. Now, many listeners can probably picture, you know, where their bank has placed its member FDIC sticker on the front door. Many banks are members of this important program, which is essentially insurance on your money in case your bank fails. But few people probably know that it comes with these limits. Now, if you have a sizable pile of cash, even if only temporarily from something like, let's say, selling your home, it may be a wise play to spread it across multiple banks so that you stay under the $250,000 or $500,000 limit. 
Well, wow, okay. Um, I, I see what you're saying there, and I can close my eyes and picture the exact place on my bank's lobby door where that member <laughs> FDIC sticker is at. But hey, if you had that much money in the bank, I know you don't recommend people uh, keep all that in the bank. You'd want some of that in a growth type of account. And uh, there sure. are there are now products out there like uh, MIGAs currently that offer a much better interest rate than you can get at the bank. And yet your principal can still be protected. And uh, it's just a different type of insurance co- uh, that covers that. It's not FDIC. So uh, I know there are a lot of options out there, right? And uh, and you can help our listeners with that if they have any questions. Uh, what's next? Well, to me, this next one, uh, thoroughly review your beneficiaries to ensure they still reflect your wishes is a biggie. I mean, I bring this very topic up with my clients on a regular basis. Uh, I mean, I can't tell you how many times a client has completely forgotten that an ex-spouse is still the name beneficiary on a life insurance policy or some other financial account. You know, as you can probably imagine, the idea of an ex-spouse receiving a windfall is not something that, that they probably want. Now, because here's the deal. If you name your spouse as a beneficiary 20 years ago and are now divorced, that status change doesn't matter. If your ex is still listed as the beneficiary, they get the money. Mm. Now, you should regularly review your financial strategy with your financial services professional, including a careful review of all your named beneficiaries. And you should also review your beneficiaries every time you have a major life changes, um, like a death, divorce, or even a birth of a child or grandchild. Yeah, this is a biggie. You've talked about the importance of beneficiary designations before, mm-hmm. and obviously regularly reviewing your overall financial strategy, including named beneficiaries, is a huge financial step, and you have to do that under the guidance of a financial services professional who's well-positioned to offer that insight and valuable second opinion. And you do this all the time, every day, with your clients and people you meet with. So again, I encourage our listeners to work with somebody like yourself, Albert. Yes, for sure. You know, I mean, definitely you got to make sure that things are always updated. In fact, another point here is reviewing your 401k allocation. You know, it's another financial strategy step that often gets overlooked. If you recently started working for, let's say, a new employer or enrolled in a new 401k or have an older 401k that you haven't been keeping a close, you know, enough eye on, you'll definitely want to review your asset allocation and make sure it still fits, you know, neatly into your broader financial strategy and goals. Also, circling back to our conversation about beneficiaries here, Tony, you'll want to review your 401k beneficiaries to make sure your previous choice still match your current wishes. Wow, definitely, definitely. And uh, I think that's a really good point. And it's funny because the first time I'm thinking back to the first time I ever enrolled in a 401k, I, I was young and naive and I thought, hey, that's all I needed to do. Just enroll, set it, for, <laughs> set it and forget it, right? Uh, but I've learned over time that at a minimum, you need to regularly check the important parts of the 401k, what's in it, the beneficiary designations, and make sure you're taking advantage of your employer's match. I wasn't even putting enough in to get a match, uh, so I was leaving <laughs> free money on the table, right? Yeah, this is a great point, Tony. Um, I mean, I, a lot of people make those little simple mistakes as well. 
Okay. Um, in fact, the article's next recommendation, though, is to make necessary provisions for the minors in your life. You know, if you have minor children or children with special needs, you may want to look into guardianships or trusts, uh, particularly if you're widowed or divorced. Now, sometimes a minor inheriting assets outright can cause potential problems, such as a legal guardian having control of those funds. If your only heirs are currently minors, you may want to discuss your various options with an attorney. Yeah. Obviously, you want to work with uh, professionals, and I know you work alongside attorneys to help your clients and people you meet with, and that's a winning combination. Uh, Do you have anything else? Uh, In fact, why don't we take a moment to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? Oh, for definitely. I mean, listeners, you guys can visit my website at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com. That's K-A-I-Z-E-N. Or call my office at 586-752-7008 to discuss how we might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns about your retirement. Yeah, that's huge. And let's keep this going. You've been highlighting some of these commonly overlooked, but relatively flexible financial strategy steps and important steps. Um, You talked about FDIC coverage and making sure your beneficiaries match your wishes, review those 401k allocations, and uh, making appropriate provisions for minors. Uh, What do you have for us next? Well, going back to the Kiplinger article, 10 easily fixable but often overlooked financial planning items, uh, next urges you to make sure you're maximizing how much you're earning on your cash. Like you had talked about before with my guess, you know, as this interest rates creep northward, make sure you have a completely clear picture of what your bank is currently paying on cash. If it isn't where you think it should be, don't hesitate to move your cash to another institution. Yeah. Now, I get it. Or another product completely, really. I mean, banks are not paying that much. Uh, Right. Yeah, even moving it to another bank. So uh, you have various means. I mean, you have to have growth. uh, And so you don't want to get, you know, (laughs) 0.5%, right? Right. I mean, uh, you know, uh, if you get half a percent, I mean, some of these like savings accounts pay so little, you could find more money in my couch right now (laughs) under the seat cushions than you could make in a year on a savings account at a bank. So, right. No, you're definitely right. You know, I get it. The idea for a lot of people, though, of closing an account at one bank and then moving all that cash to, let's say, even another bank, it sounds exhausting. Yeah. Uh, but the truth is, it may very well be worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, a half percent on $100,000 is $500 a year, right? Not bad. But if you can get that number up to 1% simply by switching banks or going to a different type of a product with the same idea, you're earning you know, an extra $500 a year. So the next time you visit your financial services professional, ask them to review, you know, even bankrate.com with you to see if you can move your money someplace more advantageous. Yeah. Now, in a related note, the article also suggests evaluating your options if you currently have an adjustable rate loans. Again, interest rates have already nudged up and some financial experts believe another rate hike is imminent. So if you have available cash, it may be smart to pay off those loans now before another possible rate hike. Yeah, that's great advice. And, you know, don't be afraid to think outside the box. And I know you'd be happy to talk to our listeners about the various Uh, vehicles out there and investment opportunities. 
uh, it's really important to make sure you're well diversified and have a number of different uh, things for your retirement funds. Uh, what's the next thing you wanted to touch on? Well, IRA distributions and inherited IRAs are another financial strategy piece that's, you know, often overlooked. As we've explained previously, missing an annual required IRA distribution can leave you staring at an unpleasant 50% tax penalty. Oh, yes. Now, if you're changing custodians or financial services professionals, be sure to thoroughly document if you've taken any distribution for that tax year. And typically, those numbers are right on your statement, but it's possible a new custodian or financial service professional may not be aware of them. So be aware that any inherited IRAs you receive as well after 2019 must be distributed within 10 years unless you fall under one of the exemptions to that rule, such as inheriting money as a surviving spouse. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I think it obviously uh, we need to look at all the different aspects here. And it's, it's so important. I mean, one of the most consistent themes on the show has been touting the value of working with somebody like yourself and making sure you're properly handing the, handling those IRA distributions. Uh, that's a big reason. You don't want to do that alone to work with somebody. I mean, the idea of a 50% tax penalty, it makes my blood run cold. That's huge. <laughs> yeah, mine too. I totally agree with you, Tony. Um, in fact, many of the people I work with would certainly be uh, negatively affected by that kind of tax penalty. Uh, now, I make it a point to review distribution strategies with my clients on a regular basis. Uh, so the next easily overlooked financial strategy element is not adequately keeping track of HSA reimbursements and receipts. That's your house savings account. Now, don't forget that with the health savings account, there aren't any limitations as to when your health care expenses were incurred and when they must be reimbursed. That means you can pay cash for medical expenses today and then receive reimbursements for those expenses years down the road if you prefer to allow your HSA to continue growing under its tax advantage umbrella. Now, because you aren't required to pay yourself back immediately, it's critical, though, to keep all of your relevant receipts. Now, you may want to use, let's say, a spreadsheet through an app like Lively, uh, which allows you to take pictures of your receipts and then track them, um, is another option. But lastly, make sure to closely review the list of eligible items because many people assume some expenses aren't covered when in reality they are. For example, long-term care premiums, feminine products, sanitizing wipes, and sunblock are all eligible items, Tony. Wait, sunblock? <laughs> yes. Come on. In a million years, I would have never thought sunblock was HSA eligible. <laughs> I mean, that's that's good information. Always wear sunscreen, yeah, Albert. Sure you that's go. my advice. I do every summer. <laughs> well, next, you should regularly review your credit cards, debit cards, and subscriptions to make sure there's no fraudulent activity. Now, you may even be able to set up an alert on your smartphone that will give you a heads up if something suspicious, you know, is happening with any of your accounts or cards. These alerts can be easily set up through even Apple Pay, Google Pay, or various other phone apps. Okay, so uh, obviously that's interesting. Uh, phone apps even. I use alerts myself uh, and financial apps, my healthcare apps. So uh, it's easy to set up. Uh, you don't have to be 
that technologically savvy, right, <laughs> right. Uh, to take right. advantage of them. So uh, what's something else that we don't want to overlook uh, as far as financial planning? You know, purchasing a life insurance policy is another often overlooked financial strategy step. If you have loved ones who would be hit hard financially in the event of your death, a life insurance policy may be a way to alleviate some of their stress. After all, the last thing you want for your loved ones is to be left agonizing over how they're paying the mortgage and other essential family expenses. And don't forget that if you're a stay-at-home parent, a life insurance policy may still be a good option if your spouse or partner's income alone wouldn't allow them to address household expenses and pay for someone to handle your essential role. Yeah, that's critical right there. And I think a very good point. So what do you have for us next? Well, you know, we mentioned the importance of keeping your beneficiaries updated earlier in today's show. And and now I'd like to go a little more in depth into that subject. Uh, Another Kiplinger article, Beneficiary Designations, Five Critical Mistakes to Avoid, um, has some excellent insights for us. Uh, First, mistake number one is not naming a beneficiary at all. You know, in many cases, it may be simply that a person doesn't even realize they're entitled to name a beneficiary, or it could be they just procrastinated so long they ultimately forgot about it. So no matter the reason, it's a big mistake. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. And I have my soapbox and my bullhorn ready, Albert, uh, <laughs> because uh, you, if you aren't already doing so, work with somebody like yourself, Albert, a financial <laughs> services professional. So things like your beneficiaries aren't overlooked. Uh, you're not overlooking your employer match with 401ks or any of these issues we're talking about, right? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear there, Tony. Um, in fact, note that if you don't name a beneficiary for your life insurance or retirement accounts, the financial company has its own set of rules as to where your assets will end up after your death. With life insurance, the proceeds will often be paid to your probate estate. That means your family will need to hire a lawyer, go to court, and probate your estate if they hope to secure any funds. As retirement benefits, if you're retired, your spouse will typically receive the funds. But if you're single, the retirement account could very well be paid to your probate estate, and that has some potentially nasty income tax ramifications, Tony. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would imagine it would, and you don't want to you don't want to mess with the IRS. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> no, not at all. Now, failing to adequately consider special circumstances is another potentially significant beneficiary designation mistake. The bottom line is that not all of your loved ones would directly receive an asset. This includes minors, people with special needs, or people with the inability to manage assets, or people with creditor issues. Because kids aren't uh, considered legally competent, they can't really receive or they can't receive assets. That means a court-appointed conservator must claim and manage the money until the minor turns 18. Those with special needs who directly receive assets may then be in danger of losing essential government benefits if the value of those assets will make them ineligible for those benefits. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, that's a good point, obviously. And, um, you know, setting up a trust requires a fair amount of work and due diligence, but once you've done it and completed the necessary steps, you'll feel a lot better about your financial strategy, won't you? You will. You definitely will. It'd be like just a load off your shoulders. Yeah. Now, 
The next big mistake you should work to avoid is getting a name wrong, or if not wrong, not entirely correct. A letter left off the end of the name can have some serious consequences. Also, there can be several people in a family with similar names, like Bill Sr. or Bill Jr. or Bill Third. If the beneficiary form isn't specific, you should be. Moreover, people may change their name over the years through things like marriage and divorce, so an assumption about a person's name can later be proven wrong at the most inopportune of times. So not having a name written correctly may lead to delayed payments, or in the case of two people with the similar name, it could lead to unpleasant and expensive litigation. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you don't want that, and uh, you gotta make sure you dot all those I's and cross all your T's then. Yes, you've got that right, Tony. Now, forgetting to update your beneficiaries as needed, something we already addressed early in the show, was the article's next big point, for many of us, there'll be no, a need to change the beneficiary as we age and our circumstances change. Naming beneficiaries is an essential component of creating a robust legacy plan, Tony. Yeah. Yeah, that's obviously huge. And uh, this is so important. And uh, to me, I mean, obviously, selecting and reviewing and changing your beneficiaries, that's something you don't want to navigate on your own. Oh, Kiplinger, I think, agrees with you on that one, Tony. Remember, the whole point of selecting beneficiaries is so that you have the final word as to who your assets end up with. When you take the time to review those beneficiaries and to, again, update them immediately when needed, you're putting yourself in a position to enjoy retirement with one less issue hanging over your head. Yeah, there you go. Well, great show today. It's been a great show, a lot of beneficial information. Is there anything else you want to add, Albert, before we have to go? You know what, folks? If you have questions, uh, concerns, or want to learn more, I encourage you, again, visit my website at www.kaizenfinancialgroup.com or call my office directly at 586-752-7008 and discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions, address your concerns. Remember, it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for, guys. All right. Thank you, Albert. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Own Your Retirement with our host, Albert Lalon. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to Own Your Retirement. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Albert Lalonde at Kaizen Financial Group. Call 586-752-7008 or visit them online at Kaizen Financial Group. Advisory services offered through Kaizen Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Michigan. Insurance products and services are offered through Kaizen Financial Group LLC, an affiliated company. Albert Lalonde and Kaizen Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.